purpose of this program is not to prescribe a treatment to individuals. Listeners should consult their health care practitioner before attempting any treatment. Good morning and welcome to Health Watch. I'm Dr. David Naiman, your host. Today's guest, Dr. Mitchell Gaynor, is a professor of medicine at Weill Cornell Medical College with more than 25 years of clinical experience. He's also been listed among the best doctors in New York for the past 13 consecutive years, and his work has been featured in the New York Times on Good Morning America and the Dr. Oz Show, among others. Dr. Gaynor is here today on Health Watch to talk about his book, The Gene Therapy Plan, Taking Control of Your Genetic Destiny with Diet and Lifestyle, a book that Publishers Weekly says is a worthwhile guide to harnessing the power hidden in food to subvert one's genetic predisposition for disease. Welcome to Health Watch, Dr. Mitchell Gaynor. Oh, thanks for having me, David. Well, what your book hinges on conceptually is the difference between genetic predisposition and genetic expression. So can you start by just uh, acquainting our listeners to what we're discovering about the difference between those two? Absolutely. Um, Because we used to think, uh, even when I was in medical school, this was dogma, uh, is that... uh, our genetic destiny was fixed. So just like our eye color and our hair color, uh, we were under the impression, uh, science has been under the impression, that if we had a strong family history of uh, people being overweight or of having a lot of cancer, heart disease, diabetes, Alzheimer's, that that was just going to be our genetic destiny, and there was really nothing we could do about it. And the fact is there's a new field, which is what the book is about, uh, called epigenetics. Epi is the Greek word for above, so it's above the genome, which is the collection of all the genes that have to do with every aspect of our health. And our gene expression is dynamic. It can be changed throughout our lifetime depending on the foods we put in our body for either good or for harm. So one of the interesting things that really emphasizes, I think, the importance of addressing our genetic expression is you talk a little bit at the beginning about uh, new imaging technologies and how we can image things better and better. And we've discovered that most people harbor dormant disease and whether that dormant disease becomes an actual disease, uh, say a cancer from a cancer cell, it really depends upon how we are influencing our genetic expression. Absolutely. So um, when I was uh, doing my training at Cornell, um, I'm board certified in internal medicine, medical hematology, and medical oncology. I was doing research at Rockefeller on gene expression or epigenetics regarding the immune system as it had to do with cancer. And I was fascinated to see that there were literally dozens of nutrients that could turn on uh, tumor uh, suppressor genes, genes that would literally suppress Uh, a dormant cancer cell from becoming active. Um, I was fascinated to see that there were environmental toxins and bad foods uh, like white sugar, white flour, heat-damaged oils, things found in the fast and processed food uh, environment that we live in that could turn on uh, genes that would promote uh, tumors. And, you know, with the best medical training available in the Western world, I was flabbergasted to see that nobody had ever taught me about this. So I really start uh, the gene therapy plan with what I call the rule of thirds. And that is that this is the first diet that's ever been written for gene expression. The rule of thirds is very simple. Uh, it has to do with the fact that uh, people should consume 
a third of their calories from healthy protein every day. Uh, that would include lean meats, uh, egg whites or eggs, uh, raw vegetables, uh, which are loaded with protein, lentils, uh, tree nuts. A third should come from healthy carbs, uh, not processed grains, but whole grains or sprouted whole grains even better. Uh, fruits, Swiss cheese, and a third should come from healthy fats, including omega-3s that come from cold, deep-water fish or certain seeds. Uh, chia uh, is one of the best seeds you can consume by weight. It has eight times as many omega-3s as the same weight as salmon, seven times uh, more vitamin C uh, than oranges. Uh, also, pumpkin seeds and flax seeds loaded with omega-3s, and then omega-6s that are healthy. Uh, come from coconut oil, which is the best cooking oil you can use, uh, as well as olive oil, uh, which people should consume ec- every day. Extra virgin uh, is best. Well, you mentioned cooking oil and, and coconut being your preferred cooking oil. You're a big proponent of olive oil, but you, you suggest that we steer away from using it in cooking. Could you speak a little more about that? Yeah, there are certain oils uh, that form pro-inflammatory, in other words, they induce inflammation, free radicals, and that would include most of the vegetable oils, the ones that have the highest smoke points that are most resistant uh, to cook with, coconut oil uh, being number one, and it's also very rich in lauric acid, which is important in the part of your immune system that fights cancer. Number two would be cold-pressed grapeseed oil. Third would just be butter. Olive oil, especially extra virgin, people should consume every day, even if you take a tablespoon of it. It's loaded with squalene, which is an omega-2 fatty acid. It induces apoptosis or cell death of cancer cells, and it helps with insulin sensitivity. It helps you metabolize sugar better, good for weight control, good for diabetes, good against inflammation. But when you heat it, it denatures the good uh, nutrients in olive oil very quickly. Um, So uh, it's much better if you drizzle it over something that's been cooked or have it over something raw. Well, you mentioned in your your basic plan in the gene therapy plan that uh, not only that people should eat whole foods whenever possible, but to avoid fake foods and fad foods and even some foods that people might not consider to be fads, uh, multigrain cereal or granola bars or uh, other things are things that aren't really health foods in this model. So can you talk, can you unpack that a little bit for us? I can. It's very important to read uh, labels because uh, a lot of these things uh, are heated to very high heats, uh, and a lot of them are processed. So there's all the difference in the world between a whole grain and what we quote call multigrain. Most times, multigrain's a code word for processed grain, and you're ripping off the most uh, healthy parts of the grain. Uh, when you process wheat, for instance, 80% of the vitamin E and magnesium is lost from uh, the wheat, and that also makes it very difficult to digest and helps damage uh, the probiotic, the good bacteria in your gut. So those are like lactobacillus, bifidobacillus. Uh, those are very important that you have the right bacteria in your gut because the consequence of having the wrong bacteria, and you can damage these in a lot of ways. One is consuming white sugar. One is consuming white flour. One is consuming processed uh, grains, and the other is phosphoric acid that's found in soda. 
uh, it helps to really damage uh, the good bacteria in your gut. So when you get the wrong bacteria in your gut, you create uh, uh, an ecosystem there that is releasing inflammatory chemicals throughout your body. These increased tumor uh, promoter genes, they increase inflammation. We used to think diabetes uh, was due to not enough insulin, uh, but one-third of our country today, 100 million Americans are either pre-diabetic or diabetic, and we have this condition known as diabetes, uh, which is sort of between diabetes and uh, diabetes and obesity, uh, where people have high hemoglobin A1Cs, which indicates a high blood sugar uh, frequently, not quite enough to be diabetic, and their body weight is higher. A study just came out today showing that uh, women today had the same body weight as men in 1960. So our overall weight has gone up. I mean, we're literally poisoning ourselves from this fast food uh, processed uh, food diet. And, uh, you know, that's one of the reasons that we're living in a country where it's been one in three Americans we're going to hear the words, you have cancer. That's about to go to one in two uh, Americans. And so many of the things we're putting in our bodies are promoting uh, insulin resistance uh, that's making us obese. And every time your pancreas makes insulin, your liver is making something called insulin-like growth factor. That's one of the strongest tumor promoters uh, for cancer. In case you just tuned in, you're listening to Health Watch, and we're talking today to Dr. Mitchell Gaynor about his book, The Gene Therapy Plan, Taking Control of Your Genetic Destiny with Diet and Lifestyle. So uh, well, you mentioned diet diabetes and obesity that's uh, growing as an epidemic in the United States. What are some of the advice that you give over and above your basic plan, either in terms of diet or lifestyle or supplementation that you recommend for people with uh, who are overweight and, and struggling with blood sugar control? Uh, that's a great question because that, uh, unfortunately, is uh, many people. And that's why people have become so frustrated uh, by, you know, all these fad diets. You know, they've tried Atkins. Uh, they've tried, uh, you know, a high-carb diet. Uh, they've had tried high-protein diets. And they all leave you in deficiencies uh, of detox for things that increase detoxifying enzymes, uh, anti-inflammatory nutrients, uh, nutrients uh, which promote what we call apoptosis, which is uh, the ability uh, for fat cells to die and cancer cells to die. So some of the top three things I talk about, you want to keep your detox enzymes very strong. The top three nutrients for keeping your detoxifying enzymes strong are turmeric. That's what gives curry its yellow color. Garlic, uh, which is critically important for increasing on a genetic level your detoxifying enzymes. This is your first line of defense at getting rid of, uh, you know, things like uh, bus fumes, secondhand cigarette smoke, pesticide, herbicide residues. And the third uh, are uh, green leafy vegetables like spinach, kale, and also broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower are loaded with a nutrient called sulforaphane, which has been found to be the strongest inducer of detoxifying enzymes. And we know that people with the lowest levels of detox enzymes have the highest risk of many cancers, including breast cancer. What's interesting, in, in later in the book, you talk about the top foods for detoxifying from environmental toxins, and, and some of those 
are really common uh, fresh herbs and spices like basil, oregano, parsley, cilantro uh, that are particularly useful for detoxifying. Are those also useful for detoxifying for people with diabetes and obesity? Absolutely, because a lot of these do many things. And, um, you know, so just uh, because something will decrease inflammation. So if you take saffron, for instance, saffron uh, is something that I really recommend because uh, it decreases uh, what we call pro-inflammatory chemicals uh, in your body. And so if you're trying to lose weight, saffron is one of the best things uh, you can have because it improves insulin sensitivity, uh, and that's helpful uh, for decreasing appetite. Uh, it contains a nutrient called crocin, and that uh, lowers oxidized LDL, so it also helps with heart disease because it decreases plaque uh, formation. Ginger uh, you can make ginger tea by cutting four to six slices of ginger, putting it in boiling water for 10 minutes. That also uh, increases insulin sensitivity. So when I talk about sensitivity, uh, all these inflammatory things we're exposed to, what happens uh, with our weight is you develop something called insulin insensitivity. So all these inflammatory chemicals caused by the wrong bacteria in your gut, too much white sugar, white flour, heat-damaged oils, they bind to something in your cell called insulin-like substrate. That's how insulin does its job. But the inflammatory chemicals bind to this, so your pancreas is making more than enough insulin it just can't do its job because all those receptors inside the cells are already spoken for. The same happens with a chemical called leptin. It's a hormone made by fat cells, and that's what makes you feel full. Uh, and that's why so many of my patients come in. They say, you know, Dr. Gaynor, I'm always hungry. And the reason they're always hungry is they're leptin insensitive. Their body makes enough leptin. They have enough fat cells. But the inflammatory chemicals uh, in the body from all these things I've talked about, they bind the leptin receptors inside the cells. So some of the uh, things that you can do, uh, you know, to combat this is you can build muscle. I talk about the importance of aerobic exercise, but equally important is weight-bearing exercise. You've got to build muscle. Muscle is one of the... Uh, most important things. And also, when I'm talking about your one-third uh, of your diet being protein, it's very important to spread that protein out over the course of the day. If you're going to get 90 grams of protein, you want 30 in the morning, 30 in the afternoon, 30 in the evening. Two reasons for that. One, you've been, it's been shown that you build about 25% more muscle that way, and it makes you feel full more of the time it enhances leptin sensitivity. Uh, and so, um, you know, you've got to think uh, fat has about nine calories per gram. Uh, carbs and protein have about four calories uh, per gram. So uh, you want to stay away uh, from an excess of uh, saturated fat. And another key in the obesity section of, of the gene therapy plan is making sure people get enough sleep. Do you have yeah. some specific uh, supplements for the short to midterm for people or sleep aids that you suggest for people who are having trouble I, getting their seven hours or eight hours? I do, but I uh, also want to stress that night owls 
uh, people that really stay up late as opposed to getting up early. They have more diabetes, prediabetes, and obesity uh, than people that are getting the same amount of sleep but just getting up early. Uh, so if you tend to stay up late, you tend to binge watch TV, you tend to snack on unhealthy foods. Uh, so it's good to get to bed by 10, 1030. If you have trouble falling asleep, there are a number uh, of great things you can do. Uh, they have uh, a uh, supplement called De-Stress uh, that I recommend in my book. It's a hydrolyzed uh, milk protein uh, that's similar to a, a neurotransmitter in the brain. Melatonin is very useful for a number of people, about 6 milligrams. Uh, very rarely some people report uh, worse dreams with it, but that uh, is pretty rare. Uh, so those are uh, two simple things uh, that you can uh, do. Lemon balm is also a very good herb uh, for relaxation and helping with sleep. Well, let, let's touch, Dr. Gaynor, on the heart disease, cardiovascular disease section of the book. Uh, I'm assuming your advice in general around raw, uh, unheated olive oil, moderate exercise, and a lot of these uh, vegetable recommendations are, are going to apply here. What are some of the more heart-specific things that you would also add on top well, of that? The top thing that uh, people need to think of when they think of uh, preventing or treating heart disease is inflammation. Uh, it's been uh, too long, and it's really become a myth that cholesterol uh, is the major cause of heart disease. It's not. Uh, inflammation is the major cause of heart disease, uh, and that's inflammation caused by white sugar, white flour, heat-damaged uh, vegetable oils. These all damage the blood vessels and promote plaque formation and formation of the most dangerous type of cholesterol called oxidized LDL. So the major nutrients I talk about for this are the chia seeds, which are very anti-inflammatory. Uh, you can have a tablespoon uh, a day uh, in juice, in yogurt, uh, in cereal, oatmeal. Uh, that has eight times more omega-3 uh, than salmon. Uh, papaya fruit and papaya leaf, uh, they contain papayan, which is a proteolytic digestive enzyme, decreases uh, inflammation and improves uh, LDL. Pomegranate is a very important heart-friendly uh, nutrient. Uh, this stabilizes blood flow. Uh, it reduces arterial plaque formation. Uh, and dandelion leaf and dandelion root are something you should definitely add to salads. Uh, it's 14% protein. It's a good prebiotic. In other words, it stimulates uh, bifidobacteria in your gut, which will decrease inflammation. But you have to remember uh, that inflammation is the major cause of heart disease. And are you a proponent of fish oil supplements in this scenario? And if so, what would you recommend on a dosage level? Um, it depends on the person and if they're on, uh, you know, any other kind of medications. Uh, but on the average, uh, a good quality fish oil that has been assayed uh, for mercury, uh, you can take a gram to three grams a day. Uh, I would also mix it with some krill oil. Krill is a small arctic, uh, like a little shrimp. It's the major food for blue whales because you uh, get some different omega-3s and you get what are called astaxanthins in there, which are very good for your eyes, very good for brain health uh, as well. 
Well, let's talk a little bit about the nervous system and and the importance of stress management with regards to uh, gene expression. Well, stress management is every bit as important to gene expression uh, because being, uh, you know, in a high-stress, chronic, you know, type A personality, uh, that activates the same inflammatory genes as the white sugar and white flour. So it's very important to incorporate stress reduction, getting enough sleep, getting enough exercise, both aerobic and weight-bearing in your uh, lifestyle because uh, this this whole field is known as behavioral epigenetics. And one thing uh, that's really key to all of this, as I talk about some of the blood tests people should uh, have their doctors order, uh, mercury being one, but also 25-hydroxyvitamin D. Everybody needs to know their level several times a year uh, because D3 is important for your brain cells, uh, for managing stress, for neurotransmitters. All the tumor suppressor genes are dependent on D3. Being able to use insulin and metabolize sugar properly, uh, D3. I've seen people that are, have refractory depression were found to have very low D3 levels. You supplement their D3, their depression goes away, and they're able to get off medication. But you can't guess. You've got to know your level. You have to have your doctor measure it. It's a very cheap test, and most people can't get enough uh, from diet. If you eat the best diet for D3, salmon, cottage cheese, and yogurt, you can get 350 units a day. If you're living in a very sunny climate, the least you need is about 1,000 units, so most people need a supplement. And uh, if you live in the Northeast, uh, you really uh, might need up to five to 7,000 units a day, but you shouldn't guess, uh, and you should shoot for a level between 70 and 90. Well, definitely here in, in Portland, Oregon, we have a rampant uh, undiagnosed vitamin D deficiency, that's yes. for sure. Yes. So you're, you're a big fan and advocate of, of both eating r- some of your vegetables raw and also juicing. Can you talk a little bit about the um, rationale behind those two? Yes. Um, the more you cook vegetables, so the more you, uh, you know, subject any food uh, to high heat, uh, the more you're going to inactivate a lot of the phytonutrients. Uh, to get a lot of your protein from vegetables, uh, raw is better. That's why I am a big proponent uh, of juicing. And plus, you can get a lot of your servings. I recommend six to eight servings of fruits and vegetables every day. If you're very busy, you have a family, you have a job, you travel, uh, juicing is a very, very good uh, way of uh, getting these things. And you know, the other uh, important uh, part of this is a lot of uh, these vegetables, especially when consumed raw, contain what are called prebiotics. Uh, and these are good nutrition for the good bacteria in your gut. And these will include things like mushrooms, uh, whole grains, green leafy vegetables, and beets. Those are your major sources of prebiotic nutrients. You have to think as your gut is a very sensitive ecosystem uh, that's damaged by all this processed food, uh, and a lot of the pesticides, a lot of the herbicides damage the prebiotic, the probiotic uh, bacteria in your gut. It's not a bad idea to take a probiotic supplement with at least a billion 
billion uh, colony-forming units uh, per pill, uh, and that includes acidophilus, bifidobacteria, and lactobacillus. Do you have any other uh, supplement recommendations? You mentioned the vitamin D, potentially the probiotics for people uh, pure, for people pure. who are healthy and looking to prevent disease. Absolutely. Uh, you know, a lot of people aren't uh, consuming uh, foods with curry in it. Uh, so uh, turmeric supplements uh, are important because uh, turmeric inhibits a whole host of diseases. I uh, have one paper I quote in the book, How Many Ways Does Curry uh, Kill Cancer? It's about 25 different ways uh, for uh, people that are concerned about their memory. Uh, things like PQQ, which is pyroquinolone, uh, that's very important in something called mitochondrial biogenesis. That's the formation of new uh, mitochondria within the brain. Those are the energy centers in the brain. Bacopa is an Ayurvedic herb. Uh, has been found to have, uh, be very useful in people with Alzheimer's, children with learning disabilities. Uh, P5, P50 is the active form of vitamin B6, uh, very important uh, for uh, brain health. And uh, if you're on a statin, make sure your doctor has you on CoQ10. Uh, because that depletes uh, uh, the CoQ10 both in the brain and the muscles. So do you have a website you could point our listeners to, Dr. Gaynor? I do. I have a website called genechanger.com, G-E-N-E, changer.com, and it, uh, I have a free newsletter. You can subscribe to all the latest updates uh, in this area and a lot of meal plans and recipes. Well, it was great having you on Health Watch today. Thank you for having me. We are talking today to Dr. Mitchell Gaynor, the author of The Gene Therapy Plan, Taking Control of Your Genetic Destiny with Diet and Lifestyle. You've been listening to Health Watch. I'm Dr. David Naiman, your host.